Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we stare into the deep space trying to find the community update, assault some Ewoks on the forest moon of Endor, and talk about the mechanics behind speed. Hello and welcome back to the 14th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. How you doing, Dan? No, I'm not too bad. It's one of my Saturdays off, so I'm happy with that. That's always good. Yeah, it means I, uh, I'll be able to get up early enough with good sleep tomorrow to watch football. Yeah. Like every other Sunday when I'm, I get three hours of sleep and then go back to my 12-hour shift. Those uh, are long days. I can imagine. <laughs> it's all right. Nothing do like it for the uh, love of the game. Yeah, there's nothing like having. Nothing to do on a Sunday besides sit on the couch, eat food, and watch football. I got one more in there on that, and that's change poopy diapers, but that one isn't as fun. Not too jealous of that one. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we got a bunch of good stuff for you guys this week. Uh, Not so much from communication from the game devs, but... A little bit lacking this week. Yeah, drew our own stuff out, so that's good. But uh, as far as the community update went, there wasn't even an update to say there was no community update, so kind of confusing there, but hopefully it'll be back next week and it hasn't died. But it's been crawling through the uh, the sand with no water for a few weeks here, so I don't know what's going on there. But I've decided to come up with my own community update. So... Here's a couple things that uh, I wish we had seen in the community update this week. Number one, I think Darth Maul should go to the Galactic War shipments. What do you think? I completely agree. I'm about to be done with my last character in Galactic War, and I'm going to need something to spend those credits on, so that would be pretty awesome. Plus, I kind of have an idea for Darth Maul. He would fit into my team a little bit, I think, so that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, an ally... That has him max gear at 80 that I used, and man, now I really want one. He was a badass. Nice. So, second thing, 1,200 guild Galactic Warp coins, a full clear, will now buy you 750,000 credits in Galactic War shipments. So, they said that they were bringing in credits to Galactic War sometime soon, and I think that would be a fair amount. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good idea. I mean, so 750k extra for clearing Galactic War. I would have no issue with that. Yeah, for sure. And since those people that don't have anything to buy right now, if Darth Maul didn't go to Galactic War shipments, then at least you'd be able to buy credits every day. Yeah. And everybody can use credits, so. Let's see. Adding, this one's wishful thinking here. Adding half the cantina energy you get at noon to the 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. energy times so that you get 25 cantina energy at 6 and 9. I would be over the moon about that. That would be fantastic. I know they don't want to give out a ton of cantina energy, but, I mean, if you cut it in half, at least you're cutting out half of what you normally give and still giving some, so I'll take that. Uh, let's see. Omega events have been fixed and will show up this week for three days as opposed to the canceled two days last week. Give Ooh. me my Omegas. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Plus the bonus Omegas, that would be that'd be pretty nice. 
And here's one I think might happen, but we'll see. Rhodium packs price reduced by... Okay, this part, maybe not. <laughs> Rhodium packs price reduced 25% with a new Rogue One character added in this week to keep promotion going. I could see them doing that maybe next month, uh, whenever it gets a little bit closer to Rogue One. Well, half of that. They're not lowering the price. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, the price is <laughs> not going anywhere. But I do. I can't see them adding a Rogue One guy in there. Yeah, I definitely think that will probably be the next Rhodium character. We agree. As long as it's not Director Krennic or Jin Erso or K2, the droid. Yeah. Those are the three ones that I really want. So yep. as long as they're not in there, I'll be happy. Hopefully they come up with something pretty cool as a way to acquire sure. them. Sure, they got something cooked up. Yep. So we'll see. There was, however, an update this week. Not a huge ton of information in there, but some stuff to talk about. No big deal to me or you, but packs are that are available daily. Jedi pack, scoundrel pack are now available at level twenty instead of fifty-eight. And I have. I feel like this should be said for those low-level guys that might be listening. Don't buy them. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a nice amount of cash that you're planning to put into these, and I think you can only buy five anyway, they're really not going to help you star up your characters unless you can buy a ton of them. Yep. So Kind of like a money trap, and I'm sure that they work on some people, and lowering that number to people that are new to the game might trick them even more. So if you're listening... You could probably spend your money better ways. Yeah, I, I think the only two packs I've ever seen that are really worth it were like the starter packs, the one with Dooku, or the starter droid pack. Like, if you're really starting and you're planning to go one way or the other, I feel like those do kind of give you an advantage. But other than that, mm, Yeah, those are nice them. because they actually unlock full characters. But these ones that I'm talking about, as you know, are the... Here's ten characters, yeah, that's and you true. get a chance to get four to eight shards from five of them. Yep. So the odds of you getting all the shards you need to open up a character at low level that'll help you is probably pretty low. So. Yeah. Just a side note. Let's see what else here. Low level gear added to guild shipments. Have you seen these? I have not. See. I was thinking about this, and I went in there and looked after a couple of refreshes just to see, and I never saw any. My initial thought is it must be something that happens when you're low, lower level so you can see the things you actually need in there. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't have the foggiest clue. I'm going to go in there and look right now, but I have not noticed anything. Other than raid gear and, you know, other purples. Yeah. So my thought was it's either adding in calling lower purples than raid gear lower gear or when you're a lower level lower level which i'm not and i can't see maybe it adds some blues in there and the the bigger ones you need to get them into the purple raid uh, levels you know yeah which would have been really helpful for me on my b account when i was at those levels i remember farming blues for days because you couldn't get them anywhere else but farming them so yeah and I've, well, okay, actually, hold on. I am in the guild shipments, and I do notice that there are, um, like, some uh, the MK5 hypo syringes. 
that are 1,219 credits. I think mm-hmm. all the stuff I'd noticed in there before was 2,900 credits, I believe. So it does look like there is a lower level uh, gear that has been added that seems to come through. <laughs> Interesting. What? Yeah, definitely. I have to keep my eye on there and see what all pops in. Stuff I need, at least. Got plenty of currency for it, so I will use it. Cool. Good thinking. Another thing here, a refresh button on the shard shop now. So a good way to get the Vader shards, but kind of steep at 100 crystals. So do you, you know the crystals and want to do it? There it is, but... Is the first one 100 crystals, and then does it increase after that, or do you know? Last I, the, I only saw one person say something about refreshing it, and it was after one refresh, it was still 100, but I don't know after that, so. Okay. At least the first two must be 100. Interesting. But man, the, the odds of getting Vader in those for that many crystals, I don't know. I yeah. I'd just rather wait it out. Yeah, not worth it. There'll probably be some whale out there that uses it to finish off Vader, though. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people were saying that by now, by now with this, you probably should start seeing some seven-star Vaders. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Another thing, raid gear is now available in the shard ship. Shard ship, yes. The shard <laughs> ship. <laughs> or in the shard. Well, the sentence is terrible. First, it starts out, rod gear, R-A-U-D. I don't know. I'm glad I got through that. Anyways, there's some raid gear in there now. Price-wise... It takes 64 days worth of full clears in Galactic War, buying shards to get one full raid piece. So what kind a of deal. A lot. Yeah, kind of a lot. But my thought was, they they don't sell all full uh, raid gears in there. There's also prototypes. So if you need prototypes, you can supplement in there with that, and it wouldn't be as steep. But I don't know, man. I'm not spending my 64 days worth of clears to uh, grab a, a raid piece. Yeah, I, I ran the calculations on, you know, like buying a full completed gear piece versus buying them, you know, three at a time at 252 uh, currency. And mm-hmm. if you spend, you know, the amount that it takes to buy a fully crafted piece and just bought the uh, salvage, you would get 75 pieces of salvage. So oh, nice. if you've got the other stuff and all you need is the salvage, then I think getting the salvage is definitely the way to go there because it's a lot cheaper. Is your droid talking back back there? Uh, no, that was my phone ringing. <laughs> All I heard was static. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, and the other one, kind of alluded to this already, no Omega Battles. Found a really bad bug during the testing before the release and pushed it back. So will be fixed in a future update. How bad did that bug have to be? Because I wouldn't mind a couple bugs to get some more Omegas. Yeah, for sure. I had, and where did it come from? Were these new Omega battle events? Yeah. Because suddenly it's bugged? That sucks. Yep. That's okay. If they give us more of them later on, I'll take them. Kinda Agreed. Sucks, but kind of sucks mostly because I was planning on doing those this week since I don't have the characters for Forest Moon. What? Yeah. Well, I do have them, but... Disappointing. Here's the thing, right? I thought about putting the time and energy into getting my team up to run it, and the amount I'd have to spend to get them up 
I didn't think was worth the uh, reward, so I just skipped it. Okay, that's that's fair. Understandable. But that decision was made when I thought it would be as hard as Empire Salt. So maybe uh, maybe I skipped out on something I shouldn't have. Yeah, well, I'm now kind of wondering, how, how hard was it? Have you heard anything from the community on that? Oh, yes, we did. That was the poll question this week. Lots of information on that one. Going between this and Empire Salt. So going off the poll question... Well, for first off, this started on Thursday and it ends today, so still, still good time for people to get in there and try it. But as far as everyone that responded to the poll, there were 113 responses. So this is how it broke down. First one was, "How far have you gotten in Ewok Assault?" There were three options: beaten the bonus tier, beaten tier one, and haven't beaten either tier. 76% of people had beaten the bonus tier. Only 12% had beaten tier 1, and about the same amount had beaten neither. So, pretty much if you'd beaten tier 1, there was a pretty good chance you'd already gone on and beaten tier, the bonus tier. Stark contrast, in my opinion, to the last one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and that shows as we go on here. So rate the difficulty of Ewok Assault... One being not hard, five being too hard, and going in between. Between one, two, and three, that was uh, 75% of people that did it. So 75% thought it was just where it should be or easier. And only about 18% thought it was too hard. And I'm kind of surprised at the too hard people because as far as I've heard from everyone, it was... Way easier than Empire Salt. Yeah, I I don't know. I beat it, and I thought it was super easy. Uh, I mean, both tiers were... I mean, you could basically auto the whole thing through. But I had a maxed Palpatine and IG-88, which both of those guys are awesome with all those Ewoks. I mean, their AoEs just take them out. If you didn't have AoE characters, I could see it being more difficult. So I'm assuming that's... That probably has something to do with it. They didn't have anyone that had a decent AOE to use. To shoot them down real quick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that. And maybe there's some people in there that didn't have the characters to do Empire Assault. Maybe this was their first run at an Assault Battles event. Yeah. So who knows. And there are probably some new players that just don't have a very deep roster, so... Yeah, absolutely. So the numbers make sense, but for the most part, 75% of people thought it was relatively easy. So the next question was to rate the difficulty of the Empire Assault overall. And this one, 5 being too hard, 4 being just under too hard, between those two, they made up 91% of the player base. So barely anyone thought it was easy Yeah. for the... uh, Empire Salt one. And that's about where I thought people would be on that. So the next question is between the two. Which one did you find more difficult? Almost 90% found Empire Salt more difficult. So all those numbers are adding up. But the most interesting one between the two with this question was, which event did you enjoy more? So we already know the Empire Salt was way harder than Ewok Assault. But... It was split right down the middle on what people liked more. 
about 54% people liked Ewok Assault better, and 45% liked Empire Assault better. So there's where you get your grouping of people, I guess. So about half and half enjoy the more difficult challenge, and the other half like being able to finish it. Yep. I mean, it's... The, the Empire one was a... It was a challenge, the especially a tier two. Like you really had to work for it and mod your team right and everything. I didn't get that same feeling from the Ewok assault. Uh, like I said, I basically autoed even tier two, and it was super easy. Three started, and it it really wasn't that bad at all. Um, I actually just before we started recording, I finished my last uh, battle, and I just wanted to see if I could keep anyone from losing protection, you know, without autoing it. And I got through and I didn't have anyone lose more than half protection on it. And my team was uh, HK lead with 86, 88, Royal Guard, and Palpatine. And, um, yeah, like I said, it it was really easy for me. Um, I expected it to be a lot more difficult with the way they talked about it. Um, I would like... I'd like to see... Something in between, um, maybe more, more close to the Empire Assault Tier Two as far as difficulty. I would say like maybe seventy five percent of that. Um, right, but I, yeah, I something that's not entirely bang your head against the wall, but not enough for a concussion, but enough to leave a bump. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's funny, I was thinking of a story from Reddit on the comments on the poll that we asked. Someone had said that they they ran HK as a lead, 86, 88, B2, and they needed a fifth, so they just threw in a two-star level one Magna Guard who was critting for a whopping 17 damage, and somehow he made it out of the whole bonus <laughs> tier alive, so... That's a pretty big indicator of what it was. Yeah, that's an understatement. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> but <laughs> not too shabby. People enjoyed it. Yeah. Another event for us to do, especially in a week where nothing really happened. So the extra I'll Ewok shards were really nice. Uh, got a lot of Chief Chirpa and actually allowed me to unlock him and gave me some extra shards to convert for shard currency and all that good stuff. So. Wasn't too bad. Yep. Definitely. I might play around this afternoon and see if I can get a team enough just to beat the uh, Tier 1 so I can get my Vader shards. Yeah. Now that I know it's not Empire Assault worthy. Yeah. It's it's definitely way easier. Good to know. Yep. Well, that will move into some mod discussion like we did last week. Me and Wink both have some characters we want to bring up and some ideas that we've seen on these characters and how to mod them and just uh, see what you guys think and uh, how it works for you. I chose a character that I don't personally have, but I know plenty about because there's a lot of droid talk always in our guild chat. And that was HK47, who's the droid team preferred leader most of the time. Mm -hmm. His leader... Droid allies gain 30% crit chance and gain 50% turn meter on critical hit. So he works out perfectly when you're trying to get those AoE crits in there and just basically burn down the team before they have any chance to do anything. So 
with him to do that, you want his AOE to hit real hard so that that once Jawa Engineer gives everyone the speed up, he can do his job along with IG-88. So the most common one I've seen from some of the top arena teams that I looked at was four slots for crit damage set bonus and then two slots for health. So you get your 30% crit damage and 30% health. And then speed primary stat on the arrow mod to make him even faster. So before he even gets Jawa Engineer's speed up, he's already speed sped up enough to uh, do something. And potence primary on the cross. So that, I don't know if you've ever seen his AoE, what it can do, but it's crazy. 25% chance on his AoE to add ability block, speed down, offense down, defense down, and a dot. That's nuts to me. Yeah, that's pretty nice when it lands, too. Yeah, so he's putting a potency on that cross uh, mod to add the higher chances you can to get some of those things on there. That's a good good thing. And also on his basic, he gets offense up, so as and long as you can get those things, I, good for you. I'm looking on swgoh.gg. Uh, wanted to go see exactly what his potency was. Um, mm-hmm. And his potency, whenever he's maxed out, is already 39%, so it's pretty high. You throw a, you know, that potency uh, cross on there like you were talking about, and he'd be doing pretty well. He'd be over 60% pretty easily. Yep, exactly. So it works out well. So those are how I would think you would want to mod him. Get the speed on the speed on the arrow, potency on the cross, and make sure you get crit damage and health for your set bonuses. And I think you'd be run, looking pretty good. Another thing you could look for is crit damage. Or, uh, sorry. What was that? Crit- potency, not potency. Critical what is chance? the one that's on the... Uh, critical chance is another good one. But what's the... The arrow mod has a special one. Are you talking about accuracy? Yeah, accuracy. Yeah, uh, the accuracy definitely helps if you're going against any of those evasion teams. So if you yeah. still have those Dukus or old Ben leads that you're trying to get through or something along those lines, accuracy can help a ton on that, especially on AoE characters. Yeah, that's what I'm say. Very uh, situational and depends on your shard, but yeah, that can be huge. And for those for droid teams. And you're probably not gonna be using HK unless you have Jaw Engineer either anyway. So Jaw Engineer takes up your speed. You really don't need a ton of speed on HK. You can sacrifice the speed arrow for the uh, accuracy if need be. Yeah, accuracy, crit chance, any of those. Yep. And I'll say I looked on my server on the top ten of my server. I said <laughs> shout out to C Mata. Runs defense, protection, health on his HK-47. And I've seen that twice now. There was another one in the top 50, Merlion, who also ran just straight-up defense, protection, and health on his HK-47. So, it can be done without those things in your mods, if they're five stars, but those are the ones that I, I recommend for most min maxing on those guys so cool 
Drone running a droid team, HK-47, there you go. Yep, and those droid teams, they can be quite frustrating, especially if you throw in, like, a B-2 or something. I'm surprised I haven't seen, like, that full droid team, you know, HK-88, 86 with Jaw Engineer, and then have, like, a pretty fast Stormtrooper Han, so that after they do their criticals, Han taunts and then gives them 30% more turn meter, and then they almost need nothing to be attacking again. So Yeah, that'd be interesting. You'd almost get two waves of attacks in, you know, really early. And even with that first wave, the second one would be devastating. Yeah, for sure. So Phasma could probably do the same thing. You know, I actually... And they'd be crits. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of leads into the next thing, right? Got some ideas for Phasma. That's the character I'm going to be talking about. It's... You know, Phasma is one of those characters that most people have. The utility is great. You can use her on any team whatsoever. really doesn't matter what characters you put around her. She's still going to be pretty good. You're getting to where you don't see her near as much in that top 10 or top 20. But, you know, if you're, like, outside the top 100 or whatever and you're trying to crawl up and get into, say, that top 50, Phasma could be one of the characters that can definitely take you there. Um, she took me there. Yeah. Tell you that much. <laughs> yep. I used her for a really, really long time. I mean, it wasn't but a month, month and a half ago whenever I dropped her from my arena team. So, Well, she's a perfect lead for the newer players that are just hitting 80. Oh, don't yeah. don't quite have those Palpatines and maybe not Lando if they didn't go that way, you know. Yep. She's easy to farm. She's a good leader. May not get you top 10, but... She will definitely help you crawl into the top 100, top 50. Yeah. And if you're hearing us talk about her and you're not familiar why she's such a good leader, uh, her leader ability is whenever an ally attacks, they have a 20% chance to call a random ally to assist, dealing damage 15% or dealing 15% less damage. That chance is doubled if the attacking ally is first order. And if that ally had advantage... They regain it for two turns. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically, anytime Phasma attacks, there's a 40% chance calling in an assist, 20% on everyone else, you know, if she's the only first order there. So, you can definitely get a lot of extra attacks. They definitely make a difference. Uh, they were great for raid there for a while. Um, that's kind of gone to the wayside. But... Uh, I know there are still a lot of people that use her as a lead, even in raids. Uh, but I'm going to kind of talk about two slightly different ways to set her up, um, or as far as what's more important for. Uh, if you're using her in the raid, uh, kind of depends on who you have matched around her, but her base potency is 36%, and I know if you're doing the Tier 7 raids... 60% potency kind of seems to be that threshold of landing versus not landing. And the more you get above 60, the better chance it has, it seems like. So if you can get to maybe yeah. 70% potency with her, that would be really good, especially with that speed down. Because you put speed down on the Rancor, and it makes a world of difference. Or the Captain, any phase, you know, speed down is amazing. Yeah, um, speaking to that, it's... Fusillade is such a high cooldown 
it's super frustrating when you miss it too. Yes. Because now you got to wait four turns to try again. So having that potency on her to make sure that you have the best chance you can to land it when you only get certain amounts of chances to do it is cannot be stated enough. And not only that, that, but the Omegas takes her fusillade from a 75% chance to inflict to a 90% chance. So I think that's one of those Omegas that's really well spent if you're using her in the raids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and something else that she does is defense down. Uh, defense down is... Mm, I mean, it makes a pretty massive difference against the Rancor. I don't know percentage-wise on how much more damage you do, but it's definitely noticeable. And uh, and I can say this, that it seems that defense down lands a lot more than their speed. Yes, it definitely does. And so especially, especially at that 60 mark. So if you do have the 60, you can count on defensive down to hit at least two out of three times. Yeah, for sure. And... You know, the fact that she attacks fairly often. I mean, for you can make her a little bit faster, but, you know, Victory March gets her around faster, and so she attacks mm-hmm. a decent number of times. And uh, something else, another reason that's nice is, I believe it's Phase 2 of the Rancor Raid, where you do more damage whenever he has a debuff on him. So having somebody who always puts a debuff on their basic and can do one on a special makes a pretty big difference. Yeah, definitely. He adds that defense down on there. Just having defense down itself adds a lot of extra damage, but then having the debuff to add extra damage is perfect. Yes, for sure. Um, Another thing is uh, if you're using Tebow, speed's going to be really important for Phasma Um, because if you can get her... You know, going more often and refreshing Victory March a little bit quicker. You can use Victory March, you know, if Rancor is about to go and your Tebow is at 50% turn meter, can Victory March and get that Tebow to go before the Rancor and try to knock that turn meter out. So that's kind of a strategy I, I like to use, like save Victory March for those situations rather than using it whenever you can. Because mm-hmm. getting that turn meter down, you know, that buys a lot of turns. Yeah, definitely. 75% down. That's yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Well, and as far as specific mods, uh, what I typically like to do is on the square mod, uh, if you have something with speed as a secondary, always good because obviously the square's offense uh, primary. Um, critical chance is good. And uh, potency is also really good. Uh, I think those are the three best secondaries to kind of look for. So if you've got like a level one mod that has some of those on there, that could be a really good mod to throw on Phasma. Um, On the arrow, speed arrow or protection, I think both of those are probably the best way to go, best ways to go there. Um, On the diamond mod, it's kind of like the square. Uh, It's, just about finding good secondaries and you know potency and speed always good to go with on the triangle you can definitely do critical damage i mean critical damage triangles usually the best way to go especially if you're using phasma in the raids and you get the door down she's getting the extra damage um 
but critical chance can be pretty useful or protection because uh, I don't feel like I see them very often, but those protection triangles can be really useful too. Yeah, and she, her health and protection go up real quick with those mods. Oh yeah, she's... She can get quite tanky. Yeah, uh, her health is already at 20,000 and her protection's at 20,300, you know, whenever she's maxed. So she's she's pretty tanky anyway, especially for the damage output she does and you start adding those nice percentages on there, it makes a difference. Um, so on the circle, yeah. you obviously want to go protection. Um, with the best secondaries you can get. And then the plus sign, you got to go with potency. I don't think there's another option for Phasma. Got to got add the extra potency because those uh, five-dot potency mods do 24%. So throw one of those on her, and she's already at 60% potency. So mm-hmm. then any bonuses you get off secondaries or whatever, just add. Uh, you can also uh, do... You know, the potency set bonus, if you've got it, um, you know, two of those gives 10%. So, I mean, you could do like a, a speed set with some potency or, you know, health and defense are always options because most people have those open. Um, so those are always good fill-ins. But uh, critical damage is another one you can go with if you got it open. But I would certainly try to get at least two potency mods on there just for that bonus yep that'll be big for her and a side note I was thinking about with the protection and health mods that you put on her outside of just raid and arena with her having all that extra protection and health in galactic war is huge too oh yeah I didn't even think about that that's an excellent point because I run her in my Galactic War all the time, and she usually makes it to the end with at least a sliver of her protection left. Oh, Don't wow. ever usually get to her health, so... That, that's pretty awesome. Just um, a side thought. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, the other way I want to talk about using her is in the arena. So... Speed... Obviously, really important. Uh, so is potency. But you kind of want to decide which one to go with depending on the characters you got around her. Um, typically, how fast she is don't really matter. I know whenever you're using her on offense, most people use Victory March first because she's typically the slowest. But another option would be make her a little bit faster because on defense, she's going to use Fusillade, so you're not going to have the wasted turn meter anyway. Um, As I've said before, that's something I think about now is what the character actually does on defense. Helps you not fall as far. Which is why I don't use Gamorrean Guard. Yep. (laughs) However, Gamorrean Guard could actually be interesting if you do the same thing with him as I'm about to suggest with Phasma. I haven't actually tried this yet, but I'm kind of curious. So if you had like right. a high DPS team, you know, maybe like Ray, Geno's and Soldier, or just some of those really fast damage characters, you have them go early, and then after they've gone, you could have Admiral Akbar go right before Phasma. 
So Akbar does Tactical Genius, and then Phasma does Fusillade, and then Victory March. So that's getting, you know, giving Ray 50% turn meter, getting her back around to attack quicker, and then she's going to have guaranteed criticals on her flurry of blows, which would be really interesting. Uh, Gino's a soldier. You'd have guaranteed criticals, so you know he's going to be starting with 50% turn meter on his next turn. So I think... Uh, Andy I, would go right after Ray if he had crit on his first attack, so... Oh, yeah. yeah because he would already have the 50% turn meter again. Victory yep. March would bring him back up again. He'd probably be going so. before Ray, actually. If he got a critical yeah. on his first turn. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, another option. I think Akbar kind of uh, makes a lot of these characters that aren't that great on defense. I think Akbar makes them a lot more useful since like you can kind of get around them not using the specials in the order you want. Don't matter because they're using both of them back to back anyway. Yeah, that's. He can make a lot of things happen. I like that. Yep. I, th- I think he's one of the most underrated characters in the game. Like, uh, a lot of people kind of talk that he's not that good because he don't output much damage. But, I mean, if you're uh, giving extra attacks to, te- you know, heavy attackers, that's basically like a high damage attack. It's definitely not to be devalued. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, as far as Phasma in the arena, like I said... Having her go after everybody to give turn meter, um, maybe get her to go before like an IG-88. So if she goes before an IG-88 and does Fusillade, you have all those uh, debuffs on characters so that IG-88's getting his bonus. Um, Or going before fives, so you have speed down on characters and fives is doing his double attack on whoever he attacks. Just some things to think about, maybe give some people some ideas if they're having issues in their arena or whatever. Yeah, those work good. I'm actually thinking about that Akbar idea now. Cool. Well, maybe uh, we can get a arena review from you next week. Yeah, all I gotta do is gear up the Akbar, so... Cool. Give it a try. Well, and that's a great thing about Akbar is he really doesn't even need to be geared up that much... Because he's just given that extra turn to somebody, so then if he dies, well, oh well, he's already done his main job, so. Right. Um, now, one thing I was just talking about was getting Phasma to go before or after certain characters and stuff like that. That can be kind of difficult. So, our main topic of the week is going to be about speed. We kind of talked about it last week. Um, I kind of gave a brief calculation on kind of how I figured out uh, the speed of my arena team at that time. But something still didn't feel right. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I felt like my character should have been able to be faster because one day I had a Palpatine with like 210 speed or something sneak in between my Admiral Akbar and Lando. And I was like, that ain't right. Something's, something's kind of off. You know, I think this can be a lot better. So I started doing some research, and I wanted to figure out exactly how speed worked. And guess what? Figured it out. So your turn meter 
is basically a 1,000 point system. 1,000 points. Yes. Okay. Now, you get points based on the speed of the character. So, if your speed's 200, you get there quicker than someone who speeds 150, obviously. So, basically, somebody with 200 speed, it would have to cycle five times to get the full turn meter versus somebody with 150 that it would have to cycle six and two-thirds times. So, basically, to make it more clear here, if that's 500... Or sorry, a thousand points. Five people need to go for you to go again, but that includes your own team and the other team, right? It's not necessarily five people, but just like five cycles, like all the time. You know, uh, turn meters being added, and they're the faster characters. It just cycles faster than it does for the slower characters. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's basically how the game looks at the turn meter. So now I'm going to talk about my arena team and what I did to change it. So my Stormtrooper Han's base speed is 224. Uh, I use a Lando lead and uh, on that team is Stormtrooper Han, Poggle, Poe, and Admiral Akbar. Um, so with the Lando lead... Stormtrooper Han is at uh, 239 speed. And so he's typically going to go first. Well, I figured out that there is a threshold speed number. And for my Stormtrooper Han, that speed number is 167. So any character with a speed over 167, they will go basically with the same speed as Stormtrooper Han, just in a random order because of that 30% turn meter gain. That right. The 30% turn meter gain is basically worth 300 points in, on that 1,000-point system. It's not based on the speed of whatever character it is. So uh, once I figured out my threshold number, I basically just worked backwards to get the order that I want. Poe and Poggle, it doesn't matter uh, what order they go in, so they're both over that 167 threshold. Poe's 180, Poggle's 192. So Stormtrooper Han goes, then Poe or Poggle, they both go do their thing. And then my Admiral Akbar is set at 147, which is actually like a 163 speed with the uh, bonus. Or, sorry, 162 with the bonus. Um, and then Lando, you know, is two speeds slower than him currently, uh, at 145. So basically somebody would have to have a speed of, I think it was 225 or so to be able to slip in there, which is still pretty fast. Um, it's not fully optimized. I mean, ideal would be one, you know, uh, have them just going down by one from that threshold speed number. But if you can calculate your speed to get it to go in order like that, you can do just about anything you want with Admiral Akbar, especially. Um, right. The only danger is you, if you use an Admiral Akbar lead is that he can give himself turn meter and kind of throw that 
out of whack. Whole thing out of whack. Yeah. But, I mean, well, if you you can take your Admiral, Admiral Akbar, um, you know, make him go before, like, your Gamorrean Guard, your Phasma, uh, any of those characters, and make it really useful. Yeah, and using him to manipulate everything is definitely a good way to do things. Yep. And uh, I should probably clarify, on my arena team, because it is different than last time uh, we talked on the podcast. Uh, so, Milando lead, he gets gives the 15 speed plus 29% critical damage. Uh, Admiral Akbar, Poe, Poggle, and Stormtrooper Han. So, St- Stormtrooper Han goes, Poe taunts, removes turn meter, exposes, which expose... Uh, on the next attack, will remove 20% health. Poggle gives offense up. Akbar, tactical genius. So I've got Lando going back to back with uh, offense up. That and it works awesome, except against B2. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to that in a second. But the one downfall. Uh, yeah. But what's really cool is basically once Lando goes. For the most part, before the other team has even went, he's done about thirty-two to 34,000 damage to each character. Depending on if his first... Depending on if he criticaled on his first attack. But that's a lot of damage output. You know, just there in a first wave. <coughs> but, um... As far as... If you want to kind of set your team up for the speed, I have actually created a spreadsheet to help you do that. You can go in, input the speed of your characters, uh, your Stormtrooper Han. I've got one for Stormtrooper Han and one for Jawa Engineer. So if you want to use Jawa Engineer with a droid team, you can calculate that also. It'll give you the threshold number I was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can use that to get characters to go in the specific order that you want and still be as fast as possible so no, so that nobody can sneak in between there. Um, and that is on... I created a Reddit post, and in that Reddit post, there is a link to it. If you go in the comments on this Reddit post, though, there was actually somebody from my arena that uh, posted a video on there of his team with B2 attacking my team. Which sounds like a awesome resource to help you uh twink twink yeah twink? that's a wow term <laughs> twink your uh team there yeah i was really glad he posted it because it was pretty cool uh getting to watch see exactly how my team operates on defense and it does what i think it should you know it it operates the exact way i would operate it myself um the only thing is in that video his palpatine survives with just a smidgen of health and it ends up screwing me so if it had a little bit more damage or something, I'm going to have to figure out a way to adjust it. Um, ideally, if I had Jedi Knight Anakin maxed and unlocked, I could put him in over Poggle since he can give offense up and he actually does an AoE. That would be amazing, but I don't. So. Yeah, he's probably the linchpin to make it perfect. Yeah. But since you don't have him, got to find a new way until you do. Yep. Maybe there's somebody out there that can test it and let us know how it works but as far as that reddit link i will post it in the show notes so if you download this on whatever podcast app you use uh just you know go to the description and 
there will be a link and you can click that. It will take you to the post with the spreadsheet and the videos there and all that good stuff. And if you want to go on there, let me know what you think about, you know, uh, the spreadsheet or if it's helped your teams at all, you know, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a good resource to have and being able to use it and make sure that it's working right. So yep. other thing is if they found something in there that was wrong, being able to help you tweak it till it's perfect. Yep. I'll be honest. I think I got figured out this time. I don't think there's anything wrong. I do need to adjust one thing because I didn't have something referenced correctly in the spreadsheet, but all the calculations I have played with it and adjusted speed and stuff and tested it and i have yet to find a single hiccup with it so i'm pretty excited Good. about it maybe i'll uh convert my stormtrooper han from my slow state to the fast one with this new akbar uh strategy i'm gonna try it's pretty awesome sweet well that's good news good to know about that speed and hopefully people can use that resource to help them make their team better on offense and defense yeah I, and i think defense is the biggest thing you don't have to change your team for defense it, you, if you can set it up to you know still work the same way you would work it but yeah exactly that's the hardest part i can build a team for offense it's that 20 it's the 20 hours between my fights dropping that's the hard part you know how, how far so do you typically how far do you typically drop so when I run, usually when I start during the day, I'm around 80-something, and I'll usually go down anywhere between 25 and 45. So I usually drop 40 to 60. Okay. But that makes sense to me because my team is one I would target myself. So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's not built for defense. It's built for climbing the ladder every day and then dropping and doing it all over again. Yeah. I like the idea of not dropping at all. So yeah. building I, a good team for defense is a good idea. I dropped to 13th the other day. That's the lowest I've been in quite a while. I typically stay inside that top 10. I really thought I'd be getting targeted a lot with Poggle, and I've noticed me getting targeted a few times but not, not dropping. I think, uh, I think people probably attack my team and are quite surprised by how effective it is, especially right. on that opening move. It's pretty nasty, but... Um, nope, that's the way it goes. So, I have a question. Can you hear anything in the background here? It sounds like you're cutting things with scissors. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's not what I was referring to. But um, it's thunderstorming here. It's oh, nice. kind of nice. It's been awfully nice and cool and all that good stuff. How's it been out there? <laughs> it's been all right. It's it's still hot, but it's not as hot. It's definitely getting cooler. That's like good. It. Yeah. Definitely getting cooler, which is good for everyone all around, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure some people are even more happy about it than others. Well, in fact, I can list one person that is happy about that, and that would be Jerry, because as far as I've last heard, Jerry's been admitted for dehydration at least four times this summer. So... When it cools down, he's going to be real happy about that. I don't know. His job of burning things as the Magna Guard just doesn't calculate well to all the heat that we have right now. So I can imagine. 
Yeah, he's the one that's real happy that it's uh, starting to cool down. Yeah, no Got a hard job burning things, but it's even harder when you fall down from heat exhaustion, so... I'm surprised he is still living there in Arizona. I figured he would be gone to, like, Alaska or something. Well, you know this guy. He's a glutton for punishment, so... That's a good point. He doesn't think things through. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's that's true. Poor Jerry. (laughs) We got one last thing here, and I'm going to say it through all of my triplets going nuts in the background. So if anyone hears all that, that's what's going on. Nap time's over. But, uh... Wanted to announce that for our guild, Shattered Order, that this month we are opening another contest for a $20 gift card starting on Monday, and it'll run till next Wednesday. And this time we're doing visual pictures and having people guess who characters are in Star Wars. So that'll start this month, and or not this month. They'll start this Monday and go till... The next Wednesday. So Very exciting. In Shattered Order, it's coming to back up again. Cool. Well, I think that's it for us today. All right. Well, uh, hope you guys will give us some feedback. And uh, like I said, that link will be posted in the show notes. So if y'all want to go there and give us some reviews on Arena Teams or see if that spreadsheet helps you all any or you can also go to iTunes and give us some reviews we'd appreciate it hope you guys have a good week and hopefully we all get some more information sounds good see ya alright later Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the Force be with you.